Hello there, this is the Wired to Love podcast. We are discussing Father Martin Connor's book, Reclaiming Love, Connecting the Head and the Heart. Join the conversation about love, healing, and relationships. All human beings have the desire to love and to be loved. It is written into our very being. Yet, human loves seek satisfaction. This desire is not satisfied with mere physical connection, as our culture so often seems to tell us. Deep down, all of me wants to love and be loved. Genuine human love demands human connection, and this human connection leads ultimately to divine connection. Wired to Love is a rally call to challenge today's distorted view of love by letting human experience speak for itself. This is Father Martin Connor, a priest with the Community of the Legionaries of Christ, and I'm speaking with our regular contributors, Joe Zuniga, recently married, Sarah Rocco, a single young professional woman, and Lauren Hawksworth, a consecrated woman with the Ecclesial Movement of Regan Christie. In episode three of Wired to Love, we'll be speaking about counterfeit love. Here's our question for today. Why are we settling for a counterfeit love that leaves us empty and can never satisfy us? Welcome to episode three of this podcast, where we're going to deal with the question, uh, why are we settling for a counterfeit love that leaves us empty and can never satisfy us? Let us pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, upon us today and pour forth your abundant light so that we can listen to one another and hear the truth of what love is and distinguish it from what love is not, from the lie often that we listen to and that we even act upon so sadly, uh, within our own lives and within our own culture. So, Lord, give us that those new eyes to see you and how you work in us and that authentic love that we are all called to. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Very good. So welcome again to this podcast where we are unpacking the book Reclaiming Love, Connecting with Your Head and Heart that I was able to write um, not too long ago, and we're just taking little bits of it and talking about it and unpacking such a, such a rich topic that um, the reclaiming of the proper and authentic understanding of love um, is, truly is, and this, this kind of brings us into the question of what's not authentic, what the counterfeit love is, and why it just never satisfies, why, is it, why it empties us. We have Joe Zuniga with us, who is recently married. We have Lauren Hawksworth, who's a consecrated uh, woman of Redmond Christie. And we have um, Sarah Rocco, a young single woman, young professional here, joining us today as our contributors. So, good topic. Joe, do you want to you wanna jump in and, and give us a little bit of your own insights into that question? Yeah. So, I think 
I think falling into the pursuit of a counterfeit love is um, is is kind of just written into the human condition. It's something that we all experience in a lot of different facets too. So I, I want to kind of introduce the idea um, love being at the top of our kind of hierarchy of, of needs. So we have our needs of, of body, mind, and, and soul. So you think about um, if you've ever been in an unhealthy state, um, you know, where you might be going through a period of being a, a couch potato or eating unhealthy or whatever. So, um, you know, a lot of times when I approach my weekend I'm, and it happens to be free of activities, I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to just lay on the couch all day. Like that's, that's all I want. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> my life. And to have food brought to me. And so, um, and so I might, I might dream about laying on the couch and eating chips and drinking my favorite beer, watching a football game or something. And it just seems like the best. But when I can get into a good cycle of health, if I start to exercise regularly, and eat healthy, eat good, clean foods. My body starts to feel actually truly good, and I've and I look back at when I was in a rut of laziness, and I'm like, oh, I thought I was pursuing pleasure there because I wanted to feel good, but actually, is what's what's really good is being healthy. This feels so much better than being lazy. Um, I think something we can all relate to also is our thirst for knowledge, and it becomes so easy to be absorbed in social media and scroll endlessly mm -hmm. on your phone because you're just taking mm. in little bits of cheap info and it's, right. it satisfies a need in some way, but it always leaves you hungry. Mm -hmm. And so but it's when you start to learn things that are meaningful, engage in interesting conversations, that's truly satisfying. And then you look back on the way you were spending your time on your phone and you think that was, that was kind of garbage time. Like I didn't get anything out of that. This is what I was, mm -hmm. this I think is what I was really after. You can kind of recognize the the falsehood mm -hmm. in the truth. Once you have the truth, you can kind of realize where that truth was hidden and was surrounded by falsities. And so lastly, in love, I think it's, you're just so easily mistaken for something that's cheaper. And you, you want to love and be loved, but you can find little cheap ways of getting that that aren't fulfilling at all, mm -hmm. or actually emptying. Um, and it can be through um, selfishness or, mis or trying to use others for your own gain in some way. And it's not until you love truly and you're living in a healthy love or in a healthy loving relationship with, with your spouse or friends or family that you can look at those selfish times and recognize them for what they are. And so all that is to say, I think it's just, it's so natural to us to accidentally bump into and blindly try to look for love and fulfillment and not find it um, because it's hidden and it, you mistake you mistake the real McCoy for a counterfeit. Right. Right, so true. How, how often we uh, we go for we grasp at what is right in front of us, and and we just need to wait a little bit longer, like that immediate that the 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 need to have delayed gratification, mm -hmm. that the good in our life often demands delayed gratification, versus immediate grasping, and I think that's kind of what we're not very good at is to delay the. I want that now streak in us. And that applies in all of the different ways you said, from your own diet, the way from, from the way you rest, from your social world, right, right into love, is, is the capacity for delayed gratification, for, for a more deeper good or a greater good that will fulfill me. I think that's, 
uh, an excellent way, uh, Joe, of describing the, the dilemma that we ha- that we're describing today with uh, the counterfeit love. Lauren, what about yourself? What what resonates with you with what Joe said, or maybe the question itself about counterfeit love? No, well, thank you both for your insights. I guess the first thing that came to mind for me was maybe it's just because it's so much easier. It's just easier to fall for a counterfeit love than a real love because real love demands so much of me. It demands me being vulnerable, sharing my person. It demands me truly being open to listen to the other, to take care of their needs. It demands a lot of sacrifice. It demands so much time. I think in our modern world, maybe one of the most precious resources we have is our time. And I think we all know deep down, if we pursue a very deep loving relationship, it's going to demand a hang of a lot of time. Mm. So for me, I the, the first thing that comes to mind is, well, it's just so much easier because it demands so much less of me. Maybe also there's a fear of, well, is there such a thing as this real beautiful deep love? Is it actually possible? Um, so maybe I'll just settle for something that's less because what if my heart just gets broken trying to search for that perfect, beautiful, deep love? So maybe for fear of being disappointed, people just don't even risk the possibility. Mm. Um, so I guess those are just maybe the first two things that come to mind, maybe because it's it could seem easier and maybe because of a fear, a fear of, well, is there such a thing as real love? And maybe many people have been disappointed. So then they just say, well, forget it. I'm not going to actually try. I'm just, I, I will just settle for less because that's all I have actually experienced. Right, right. The, the human condition that Joe was talking about um, plays into here very well. It's just easier. It's easier to sit on the couch. It's easier <laughs> to open that bag of chips. It's, it's easier to not... Um, stretch yourself for another person, right? When you know, deep down, though, I, I probably should. Uh, so there's definitely this kind of lower, fallen, ugly side of us that gets the best of us. Obviously, in, in, uh, with a, a world Christian view, we call it original sin, right? That we ha- we're inclined to self-seeking. And it's very real in the different elements that we've already discussed here. Um, it's just not easy to love and, and, and we go oftentimes for what's what's easiest in a lot of different areas of our life. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably one of the, one of the smoke screens of counterfeit love is, mm-hmm. is just easy. Right. right. And our culture likes to promote it that way, right? And maybe what I would add to the fear, I know I said fear of being disappointed, but maybe it's this fear of if I'm truly known for who I am, will I still be loved? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, one is the fear of will I truly find in the other what I'm seeking, but the fear of if I truly reveal deeply who I am, will I be loved? So maybe it's better just to keep it a little bit more shallow. Right. Excellent point. Sarah, what about yourself? Any any lights from either of these two or are your own reflections on that question? Yeah. No, I think, um, I think Joe and... And Lauren had great insights. And one thing that Lauren said that I kind of thought about was I thought of a child and how easy it is for them to to love and and to receive love. And it's just so natural for them. Um, yeah, they're selfish just in children. And I know we talked about that. But they also so easily just receive the love of their parents. And I think 
as we walk through life, as we grow older, you know, you go to school and you get bullied or um, you have an experience of a friend turning on you and we build up these, yeah, just bad experiences in our lives that leave us wounded and um, they ultimately make us untrusting of others. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just the reality of life. All of us are imperfect, all of us as humans, Um, but we have to um, fight against that and know that um, there's that's not the case for everything. And I think that comes with time, this maturity of knowing, okay, yeah, this person um, maybe hurt me this way, but that person's not someone I need to, you know, develop a relationship with, or I should mm-hmm. just avoid them, still love them ultimately, but not invest in that relationship. Um, but I think there's also this reality um, of forces in the world that are feeding us lies and they really are presenting us with counterfeits of love Um, and when you go on Instagram or when you watch music videos or whatever it is that you're engaging with on technology or social media or whatever it is um, entertainment um, it's so catchy um, and it does it does satisfy us for a temporary time you know like um, like Joe was saying, <laughs> the potato chips, like, yeah, in that moment, you're like, oh, this tastes so good. <laughs> and then you just keep eating them, eating them. Um, or like <laughs> even Snickers tagline is like Snickers satisfies, you know, and it does for a moment. But then you you realize um, sometimes that you need you needed like a really good, healthy, balanced snack then mm. or, or a real meal. And we just settled for this temporary, easy, um, you know, fix that truly in the end did not get what we needed out of it. And it it just, it caught us and it it made it easy to pick, but it didn't, didn't leave us, yeah, ultimately satisfied and it left us empty and left us feeling even worse than we did before. (laughs) It reminds you so much of, I don't know if any of you have heard um, some of the elements of the biology of the theology of the body. Mm-hmm. So, for example, to your point, Sarah, a really good point, is that within the wiring of, within the biology, biological wiring of the human person, God has already built in boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, I can't eat and eat and eat <laughs> until I eat into eternity. No, I'm going to throw up, right? So, there's a boundary to my drinking and my eating and to my sex drive. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all because God is saying, listen, people, mm-hmm. this is good and it's good mm-hmm. for you. These are goods. That's important to recognize. Yeah. Good food, good drink, sexual intimacy is good. However, it's never going to mm-hmm. bring you, right, what I bring you. And that's where the spiritual component comes in, right? The spiritual nature of the human person, which is the yearning that Lawrence talked about, the longing, right? The feeling, we're filling ourselves with, you know, let's just say the, the more noticeable material side, because we're body and soul, right? We're material beings, but we have a spiritual soul it, because, because that's what we can see and touch and know initially. And the spiritual takes us a little bit longer, to get to know, to understand. It takes a little bit more effort. We're not very good at that side. But once we learn to invest in that, that's when we begin to taste, right, the, the, the filling up of what God wants to give us versus the, 
you know, the empty tank of I can't get enough potato chips or, or, or beer, good beer. I like good beer too, Jones, you know. Um, but there'll never be enough good beer because my soul wasn't necessarily made for that. It was made for something a little bit more sweet, even though I, I like my beer too. You know, I did too. Sweetness. Yeah. What kind of beer do you like? I like the lagers. Oh, lagers? Everyone's got their own opinion. Okay. <laughs> so, but I think that whole biology, the biology of it is, it, it, like God has a plan for mm-hmm. us. He has a plan for our human nature. Mm-hmm. And if we follow the, the, the writing on the wall or, or the, the, the biology of how he set us up, that actually brings us to happiness, right? Mm-hmm. Versus the, you know, manipulating what we want, what we think is going to give us that ultimate happiness, uh, which we... As, as Joe so beautifully depicted, we try, you know, with the sleeping on the couch and all that. But we know in the in, in the end game, it do, it doesn't bring it bring it, it brings what we want. So, I think there's just a lot of truth in what we are as human beings that that we have to again growing in that self knowledge uh, brings a lot of light about ourselves and about how what ultimately does bring us happiness. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the counterfeit is kind of stifles that process. Maybe. Yeah, and I also was thinking of the two words, love and lust, and I always love St. Thomas um, Aquinas' definition of love, which is to will the good of another, even at your own expense, and um, lust is, is, is the opposite of love. Sometimes I think our culture is, thinks hate is the opposite mm. of love, but it's actually lust because loving is a sacrifice you know it's willing the good of another but lusting is wanting another for yourself and I think our culture is really confused in that and that's why we we see a lot of relationships um, you know in the media or even amongst our friends and they're very very lustful ultimately these people want the other person the relationship not because they want them to prosper and to um, be the best version of themselves to live fully alive, but because they want they want that person to satisfy them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that person is never going to ultimately satisfy them. Totally, totally. I think also the the opposite of love, besides lust, which is this self centered, is is the indifference. That indifference. Yes. Like, I don't care Absolutely. about what happens with you or with mm-hmm. the situation. I want what I want, which goes back to the whole lusting, the disorder of lust. So mm-hmm. indifference is a, is a big problem, mm-hmm. like, right? And that's where relationships are the opposite of indifference, mm-hmm. the building up an investment of relationships, whether they're romantic or otherwise, it doesn't exactly. matter, uh, kind of stamps out the indifference that we can have towards the other person. Right? Yeah, I like what you were saying earlier, Sarah, about the, like, what, our culture and media kind of tells us it's like if you think about you know what is propaganda 101 is just saying the same thing over and over again and if you hear the same thing over and over again you will start to believe it like yeah that's common in like just think about like the news you watch like you you hear about you know most news organizations have some sort of bias or some kind of angle that they want you to take and if you if you just listen to one news program all the time, doesn't matter who it is, mm-hmm. you're going to start to believe everything that they that they say. Mm-hmm. And it's like that with with love and, and whether that be in um, like sexual intimacy or in just caring for other people in general. 
all you hear, like you feel sometimes it's like, do I need to live under a rock to not take in this message mm -hmm. of that I need to live for myself? Like it's in the, the music and every every show that you watch or every movie, and it's like you almost start to you can start to wonder, like, am I am I an idiot? Like mm -hmm. to think that like I don't want these things, or am I am I missing something? Am I actually the fool here? Mm -hmm. Am I the fool because I I um you know don't want to just sleep around um with with you know with with people or i i don't want to just be totally focused on myself and it's it's this cheapness is all all around you and if you're not if you're not careful you start to just mm -hmm. believe in it. And like so many people who do believe those things you almost you almost can't blame them it's like what have you ever heard of anything else i feel really lucky that i you know i was raised in a family that taught me otherwise and mm -hmm. have a faith that teaches me otherwise and I think maybe that's the case for all of us here but um, it's just there's just so much overwhelming evidence of the otherwise um, it's really hard to see to yeah. see clearly to yeah. see what truth really is hence why family life is so essential mm -hmm. because uh, when you're trying to establish standards internal and external standards as a person you, you, in those early years, you need to be looking to people who will give you the right standards. Yes. And if you have parents, or if you're in a community that are following the wrong standards, then you're going to be one mixed up person by the time you're in your teenage years when you start making decisions because you're going to base your choices on those standards. Mm -hmm. And that's going to lead to a lot of unhappiness, right? So it's so much it does go back to just good example. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I just say that and, and with, a, with a little bit of a parenthesis to all of our listeners, because I know, and we brought this up before, I know that we're not dealing with, we're never dealing with perfect people. We're, not, we're never dealing with perfect families, right? And if you have come from a family or have come from a lot of broken relationships, please do not despair. Please do not despair because there is hope. And hope is in that next relationship of self-giving, right? Those people exist. Those communities exist. Mm -hmm. We need to believe that and seek it out in our lives because I promise you that will be the rebuilding process of your heart towards this love that truly is life-giving rather than counterfeit. So I just say that because um, we need to be hope-filled um, in a world that so often can despair, right, of of a love that's true and real and beautiful versus everything we've been kind of describing, which is a little bit overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. It's over, overwhelmingly negative at times. So let's just wrap up here, if we could, this um, episode, Why Are We Settling for a Counterfeit Love That Leaves Us Empty and Can Never Satisfy Us? Let's wrap it up with some takeaways, which is a kind of standard thing we do at the end of the podcast. So I'll begin my takeaway from this, uh, this specific reflection is just to uh, remember my own personal tendencies at uh, self-centeredness and, and just to pray for um, the grace to have my eyes and my heart always open to that. And so uh, uh, let's call it a healthy distrust of self, right, and a, and a greater trust of of God's grace in my life. So that, that's something that's, mm -hmm. that I'm going to be praying a lot for in light of what we've talked about. Sarah, what about yourself? Yeah, so what really stood out to me in our conversation today was just the fact that there is a counterfeit and there is 
a true mm-hmm. um, a true love that's out there. So I'm gonna be listening to my heart this week and just noticing in my own life um, what counterfeits are out there. Uh, I'm just gonna take one counterfeit and try to rid myself of it. <laughs> just you know, root it out of my life and replace it with a true love. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Lauren? Well, I loved what you said about examples, Father, and I was thinking of my dad. He would always tell us growing up, he would say, always compare yourself to the best, not to the mediocre, because it's very easy when you just feel like, oh, well, everyone else around me is doing it, so I'm actually not doing so bad. It's almost like the frog Mm. that gets slowly boiled. Mm. So when you're constantly comparing yourself to the best, and I'm thinking of the best lovers in the world, these men and women who have the real deal who are so selfless and as jesus said you know no greater love has a man than this than to lay down his life for his friend i think if i if i find myself kind of just saying oh no i'm not so bad or just having this temptation just to kind of go with the status quo or mediocrity to say no think of the best people that i know who love in Mm. this real way and, and and push myself and challenge myself beautiful excellent joe um, my takeaway is I'm going to go for a run because, and I like, I mean, it's slightly tongue in cheek, but for real, I will, because, um, I mean, everyone's got their own thing. For me, going on a run is kind of a positive trigger mm-hmm. to remind me like, oh, like when I get back, I'm thirsty and it yes. makes me want to drink more water. And I'm like, well, I just ran today. I want to undo that by eating mm-hmm. unhealthy and I'll eat mm-hmm. healthy. And then, mm-hmm. and then I'll think I need to pray more and, 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 it just kind of a, mm-hmm. awakens that side of things. It's a good kind of kick in the pants, kickstarter, get going. So I'm just going to go for a run, and that's going to help me to start to unfold into those other areas. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, hopefully some of these takeaways and some of these reflections um, will help ourselves and those who are listening um, to, to remember our mission, the mission of this podcast to, to really be a rally call to challenge today's distorted view of love by letting human experience speak for itself. So I want to just thank my three contributors for their, their beautiful insights. And I think um, we're all going away with, you know, a little bit more equipped, a little bit more empowered to get out there and, and live that, that gift, that self-gift that, um, that we're called to. So thank you for, uh, for listening. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Wired to Love podcast. We are diving into Father Martin Connor's book, Reclaiming Love, Connecting the Head and the Heart. Get your own copy on Amazon or any other major retailer. Our happiness depends on our reclaiming love and our relationships with God, with ourselves, and with others. Please consider supporting the work of Wired to Love by going to patreon.com slash wired to love. Episode 4 of Wired to Love, we'll be talking about loving with the head and the heart. Join us next time. We'd love to hear from you. Send a voice note to Wired to Love by going to anchor.fm slash wired to love. Just click on the message icon or email us at reclaiminglovepodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you tell us your first name and location. You may hear your question or comment in the next episode of Wired to Love. Thank you.